Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wolf, and we have a jam-packed episode for you. This is the Week 10 Recap, Winners and Losers, along with the waiver wire picks for Week 11. Uh, you know how I do. It's 30 minutes, in and out. I got to get you through this segment uh, on your way to work, on your lunch break, sitting in your garage, waiting to go into the house because you're not ready to go in yet. Or am I the only one who sits in the car while just sitting there and not going into the house? I don't know why. The older I get, the longer I stay in my car. All right, let's get to the injuries. First up is Aaron Jones, MCL sprain, which is usually a two, three-week stint in which he'll be out. A.J. Dillon is a top 12 back the longer he sits. Uh, Chase Young, ACL tear. He's out for the season. T.J. Watt, MRI on his hip and his knee. They don't think it's serious. Baker Mayfield with a knee contusion and considered day-to-day. Cordero Patterson, ankle sprain. Don't know the severity as of now. Uh, All you can do is hope for a low ankle sprain, which is possibly two weeks. High ankle sprain is usually three to four weeks. The Broncos and the Rams are on a bye this week. Uh, Trade deadline is in, in most leagues, is 20 November. Uh, So it's your last chance to steal a player from the last place guy in your league. Shout out to my guy Josh by getting the steal of the year by trading Donovan Donovan Peoples-Jones and Hunter Renfro for Jamarvelous. All I do is score touchdowns, chase. Uh, Josh came away with an index finger abrasion by hitting the accept button so hard that he cracked the screen. Uh, His phone is also day-to-day with a good chance of being back Sunday. All right, let's get into the winners and losers of Week 10. Uh, the, 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 the Patriots beat the Boston Baked Beans out of Cleveland. Uh, we got two winners of this game. Mac Jones going 19 for 23, three touchdowns, putting the league on notice that the Pats will still be tough in their back. And I think uh, Mac Jones had a stranglehold on the offensive rookie of the year. Don't be surprised if he shows up to the next game with a fur coat like Joe Namath. He should. If you were lucky... Uh, slash smart enough to pick up Ramondre Stevenson. You landed a gym. 20 totes, 100 yards, four receptions, two touchdowns. I told you last week if Damian Harris couldn't play, this is a three down back you should go get. He was the week 10 pickup of the week. After a week, no, not a week, after a decade long drought, Jacoby Myers finally got in the end zone. Food for thought, the last time the Browns beat New England in New England, Bill Belichick was the head coach. Of the Browns. All right, the loser of this game is Baker Mayfield. Dang, homie. Last week you was the man, homie. What happened to you? Just seven days ago, we were all wondering if Baker was simply better without Odell. Baker was 11 for 21, one touchdown, one interception. I will give him the benefit of the doubt of him playing through injuries, but what player isn't playing through injuries halfway through the season? The Washington football team upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 29-19. Why does the Washington football team play the Bucs so tough? Game ball goes to Tyler he- Taylor Heineke, 26 for 32, 256, and 1. He stood tall in the pocket and made some great throws. He played like a guy that was a little afraid that Ryan Fitzpatrick just might come back to take his job. The second winner of this game has to be Antonio Gibson. He did have a lackluster day as far as yardage, but... Just about everybody does against the top three defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he had 24 totes, so it's obviously needed the time off uh, for the shin fracture because uh, 
Everything I read signified that the only thing that would help his shin fracture is rest. Uh, because they, from what the reports were saying on, on Twitter, it was saying it's like he has a, a egg being cracked and carried in your pocket. Yeah, you're going to get more cracks in the egg as time goes on. And it's going to look like you're slowly peeing on yourself as well. Uh, the loser of this game is Chase Young, torn ACL, done for the season. Come back strong next season. We'll see you. All right, Detroit versus Pittsburgh resulted in a 16-16 tie. I hate that we were all subjected to that. Um, before I watch another game like that, I would rather be in the highest seat in the stadium sitting next to Jordan Love's mom as we watch two baby ants thumb wrestle. Uh, the winner of this game is DeAndre Swift, who came away with a whopping 33 carries for 130 yards, who could have who could have had a bigger day, uh, but had two rushing two rushing touchdowns vultured from him uh, by Godwin Igwebuke and Jamar Jefferson. Yeah, I've never heard of either one of them either. Uh, the losers of this game is anybody who had to watch it. The game was so bad, I turned it off to read Lord of the Ring, The Two Towers, in Braille, with baseball gloves on. Yeah, I would rather do that. All right, the Panthers... The Panthers... <laughs> the Panthers bludgeoned the cards 34 to 10. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, fun, charismatic Cam is good for football. Or it might just be me. I've always been drawn to the guys that were boisterous, flamboyant, and would talk trash and back it up. Terrell Owens, Ocho Cinco, I've always liked those kind of guys. Now he may fall flat on his pink slacks uh, in this game against Washington this week, but I'm here for it. I don't know how you can be bad when you can literally pass the ball to CMC every down and come away with 250-2 easily. Uh, did you see how excited those guys were for the Panthers? I've never seen CMC dance. Not one time, and I, I've seen this guy score 687 touchdowns in two years. Never seen that one shimmy. But those guys are excited, and... They're excited for Cam. More to come. Loser of this game, all of the Cardinals. Here's to hoping that Kyle is back next week. All right, the Dallas Cowboys put a rear naked choke on the Atlanta Falcons, beating them 43-3. to uh, The way the Broncos beat Dallas last week, you had to expect this. The winner of this game goes to T.D. Lamb, <laughs> going 6-for-94 and two touchdowns. Told y'all last week uh, that was a fluke against the Broncos, and this offense will be tough to be stopped by any team. How about them Cowboys? I hate saying that, but I think I had to. All right, the loser of this game is Cordero Patterson. The Swiss Army knife of this team went down with a, with a ankle sprain, which uh, took him out of this game. They have a Thursday night game against the Pat, the Pats that he's more than likely to miss. He's been in every week starter. That has RB and wide receiver flexibility, so you can plug and play into either slot, which makes him a Swiss Army knife for your team as well. Uh, I think the projection will be two to three weeks of him being out, so hopefully you get him back at full strength for the fantasy playoffs. All right, the Colts defeated the Jags 23-17. The winner of this game is Jonathan Taylor getting 20 toes, 416 yards, and a touchdown. He also led the team in targets with eight and coming away with six catches. The second winner is Jace James. James Robinson for 12 carries, 57 yards, and a TD despite only playing 39 of the 66 snaps. 
Uh, I would wor- I was worried about the the Jags would just ease him in by him having uh you know Bruce Hill and allow this to be Carlos Hyde's backfield for one more game. I was wrong. It's, this is James Robson's backfield. Uh, the loser of this game is Naeem Hines. It's over. I was wrong. Every time he has a boom game, I'm thinking he's back to being the passing downs back, the third down back. That's over. Forget about it. Taylor is officially the three down back, and you can release Hines to the Kraken. Let another league mate deal with the heartache of having no clue when to start him. Hines played 18 of 64 snaps. It's finito. The Bills beat the Rex Ryan out of the Jets 45 to 17. You had to expect this performance out of the Bills were embarrassed by the Jags last week. The winner of this game is Stephon Diggs, which is his largest, largest yardage game of the year. I was starting to be under the impression that these kind of games weren't possible because it's been so long. Eight catches, 162, and a touchdown. The loser, the Bills running game. It was already miserable with Moss and Singletary not knowing which one to start weekly. Now they've added Matt Breeder from the grave to the mix. Avoid this backfield like you owe them money, all three of them. Like you owe all three of them money, avoid it. I would like to welcome back Pat Mahomes to the fantasy party. Yeah, yeah, the music is loud because it's a celebration. We, we, we missed you the last three Sundays, my guy. Yeah, yeah, I almost traded you for one windshield wiper and uh, one left L.A. gear shoe. Yeah, the lights were still working on it, so I almost took it. Yeah, I, I honestly thought it was over. Well, not over. I, I guess I, I was under the impression that I didn't see them being able to have like a four or five touchdown game. Uh, just because so many times, you know, you see offenses go nuclear. And one defense, once one defense finds out how to slow you down, Every NFL team jumps in line like it's a Black Friday sale. Hey, y'all be y'all be safe out there next Friday. Don't don't get trampled over a eighty-seven dollar thirteen-inch TV. All right, the loser of this game is Darren Waller, who went four for twenty-four yards. Uh, he's been a 10-11 point tight end all year. Quite the disappointment at this point. Uh, he's their best offensive weapon. They're treating him like. Uh, the 12 years of Cordell Patterson's career before he got to Atlanta. He's just not being utilized. He should get an easy 10 targets a game. I, you he, you have to start him, but oh, he's going to be miserable unless he bounces back very, very soon. All right, the Packers shut out the Seahawks 17 to a goose egg. Uh, both QBs look like two uncles who were trying to show all the kids that they still got it after Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, the winner of this game is A.J. Dillon. With Aaron Jones going down with an injury, he's easily an RB1 during that time that he's out. Uh, Dillon had 128 yards from scrimmage with two touchdowns. The loser is this game. Um, as I'm watching this game, I'm saying, where is Geno Smith when you need him? <laughs> no, I'm joking. This is the first time those words have ever been uttered. Uh, Russell came back too early. Uh, he threw quite a few ducks out there. Uh, will it be better next week? No idea. But you're forced to play uh, Met Crap next week, but it's looking grim until Russell is healthy. Who knows when that will be? All right, without further ado, let's get into the waiver wire picks of the week. Coming in at number one is Ramondre Stevenson of the Patriots. And this is a, a risky ad because if Harris comes back this week, it'll be all for nothing because uh, this is Harris's backfield. 
but I think it's worth a shot considering they play the Falcons on a short week. So you might blow your uh, claim, <laughs> blow your claim if Harris comes back, but it's worth it if they play Atlanta. The number one wide receiver pick is Rashad Bateman of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, a lot of people will forget about him because he played on the Thursday night game. He's 50% owned. In the past week, he had eight targets, six for 80. He's been a good play, a good flex play for like three weeks or so. Uh, the number one tight end to pick up is Dan Arnold for Jacksonville. Uh, available in 74% of leagues and doesn't have a household name that you're used to. But he's been producing. He's been producing just as well as Darren Waller at this point. Uh, he caught five, five grabs for 67 yards. Uh, no other Jag had over 35 yards in this game. Uh, and this is the third straight game of him eclipsing 60 yards. All right, those are the only players that you should put a claim in for. These next players are on the not-so-sexy list. Coming in at number one is uh, Ty Johnson of the Jets. No, you'll never feel confident playing a Jet. Even with Tevin Coleman playing, what, I think he's coming back from a three-game three, three game injury. Uh, Ty Johnson still played 33% of the snaps and came away with eight targets. So he, he's looking like a double-digit guy. And if you lost Aaron Jones, you you got to fill that void some kind of way because there's no way A.J. Dillon is still out there. Let me preface that with this. If A.J. Dillon is out there, that is the number one waiver claim. I can't see it happening right now because he's been a solid flex play. I didn't even look up the numbers of what he's rostered in because he's he's picked up everywhere. Uh, coming in at number two is, uh, I guess, the Mike Davis-Wayne Gallman combo. Yeah, barf. Um what this is what I'm I will probably do if I'm in a I mean a desperate pinch. Uh I would pick one of them up, probably Gallman, because I think he'll be the guy who'll be catching him out the backfield. And put him on my bench and see how he plays. Uh Gallman is one percent on. Uh if he has the bulk of the carries and the catches, then I will hold him in the absence of the Swiss Army knife and Cordero Patterson. If he's uh bad, send him back to the waiver wire. Oh, uh, he's one percent on. Won't miss anything. Uh Coming in there, number three is Marcus Johnson of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he played the second most snaps of the Titans receivers, led the team in targets at 5-400. This is another player that I would sit on my bench to monitor how he plays. I'm not necessarily sure I will play him, but I want to see how he works out to see because Tennessee, they, they're not going to be able to run the ball as efficient as they were, so they can't just give the ball to Dante Foreman or Peterson 40 times. That's just not going to happen. They they have to gradually transition into a passing team. Uh, coming in and next up is Dante Foreman. Uh, I was wrong about Adrian Peterson because I didn't know Dante Foreman would be a thing. But he is. He's the most productive back for the second straight game for the Titans. Uh, Peterson looks just like the goal line back. And Foreman even caught two catches out the backfield. So they trust him in the pass game as well. Uh, they play Houston this week. You might have to pick Foreman up as a defensive move if your opponent has a, a trash running back just to prevent him from scoring two touchdowns and having 80 to 100 yards against Houston. Uh, the last name on this list is Cam Newton. I'm back. I'm back. I can't see you having a can't, – I can't see you not having a solid QB at this point in the fantasy season. I would only add Cam Newton if I had a shaky QB and then I'm in a, a four points per passing touchdown league because 
Rushing QBs tend to score on par with passing or pocket passers in these type of leagues. For example, I'm in the league with these same settings, and Jalen Hurts is ahead of Tom Brady in points. So that just gives you a gauge of how much uh, more you can score on the ground with rushing. Uh, if you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers family. This is another podcast down. It wasn't many waiver wire picks. It's just a bunch of guys that you want to just wait until the claimers go through to see who to snag up. Um, I should have added a DST to this because I like Miami this week and I like Tennessee if they're out there. I don't make claims on defenses. I wait till the claims are gone through and make claim after that 4 a.m. in the morning. No alarm. You wake up on your own. Hit that follow button. Subscribe to this podcast so you're notified every time I drop every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Along with that, I'm, I'm going to try to make some time to come out with a, a preview for this week. More to come. See y'all in a few days.